Welcome to the Active Marketer Podcast, where we talk about how to design, automate, and scale your business to the next level using sales and marketing automation. You can find out all the tips, tactics, and techniques you need to get more customers and sell more stuff over at theactivemarketer.com. Now, here's your host, Barry Moore. Welcome back to the Active Marketer Podcast. This is the first in a three-part mini-series on generating income online. If you're finding these episodes at some point in the distant future, the world is currently in the grips of the coronavirus outbreak. A lot of people have been personally and financially devastated by this, laid off, sent home uh, without income uh, for the foreseeable future. So I wanted to put together a quick mini-series where I could share my experience from setting up an online uh, business and generating some revenue online and share that with as many people as possible uh, so they can get up and running quickly in generating a, a different stream of income or an independent stream of income from their previous employment. Now, I realize a lot of people who might listen to this podcast already have online businesses. So what I would ask of you is that you, if you could share this with anybody who might be in that situation where they need to uh, generate some income quickly uh, and are looking to set up something online. So let's get out there. We'll help as many people as we can through this crisis, uh, and we'll uh, hopefully all come out the other side a little bit better for it. So without further ado, let's get into the first in our three-part miniseries. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this three-part mini-series on how to set up, create, and maintain an online source of income. So if you are listening at some point in the far distant future, the world is currently in the grips of the coronavirus outbreak, the Coronapocalypse 2020. A lot of people have lost their jobs or have had to close their businesses. They've been laid off. Uh, they've been fired. They can't go to work anymore. Uh, and they may be struggling financially. So I wanted to set up this mini-series to help people set up an online source of revenue, a second source of revenue, whether it's just to sustain them through this outbreak or whether you're going to create a brand new online business for yourself and not be single source dependent uh, on someone else, not be an employee anymore, dependent on some business to uh, clothe and feed you. Uh, you can create your own online business, your own source of revenue that you can control a little bit more. Now, I realize a lot of my listeners may already have an online business, and this might be just review for you, but what I would ask is if you know someone who's struggling, someone who may have been laid off or someone who's had to shut their business, please share this with them so uh, the Active Marketer community can help as many people as we can during this outbreak. So please share uh, with anybody who you think you can benefit from that. So this is the first in a three-part uh, mini-series on how to uh, create an online business for yourself and how to create some revenue for yourself. So in this first part, we're going to talk about uh, the actual uh, setting up of it. What are the key elements you need to get the cash register ringing tomorrow? So the point of view of this episode is you know, not creating a business that's going to last for 50 years, but what's the quickest, fastest way we can get some revenue generated, we can get some income coming in uh, online from an online business or an online presence. I will talk about if you're going to sustain this as a business going forward, what kind of what you might need. But really the focus of this is quickest way to get some income coming in so that uh, you might have a little bit of a little bit of a buffer 
a little bit of comfort that you may have your hands on the wheel a little bit more than if you were just an employee and, and subject to the, the vagaries of someone else managing that business. Uh, and then future parts, uh, the part two, we're going to talk about uh, the back end. You know, if you're going uh, to run a business, you're going to need some systems in the back end to support that business. Uh, and what are those? And then uh, part three, we're going to have an interview with Dan Norris, who wrote a book a few years back called The Seven Day Startup, which was really helpful for me when I was starting out. It's been really helpful for a lot of people on how you can actually get a business up and running in seven days online. So we're going to revisit that seven day startup book with an interview with Dan Norris. Uh, and then we'll return uh, after those three-part series. We're going to return to kind of our normal programming here, helping you uh, design, automate, and scale your online business. All right, so in part one, the goal really is to get the cash register ringing as quickly as possible. So I'm assuming we're starting at ground zero here in that you don't have currently have an online presence. You don't currently have uh, any online presence, any income coming in online. Uh, you need to pivot. Uh, in this time of strife uh, and create your own business. So let's talk about how you can get paid because that's what we're here for, right? So we're going to talk about the four kind of key elements to making money online or making money at all, but specifically making money online. And that's product, process, payment, and people, right? You need all four of those things to uh, to create some income online. So let's talk about the product first. The product is the thing you're going to sell, the thing you're going to exchange with someone for money. Now, if you have been working in an office somewhere and you've just been laid off or you've just been sent home for an indefinite amount of time and you need to, to, to create some more income, um, have a look and take some stock as to what you have. What are your resources? What are your assets? If you are going to work for someone in a nine-to-five job, that means you are trading some skill of yours for money. You know, you were going there, you were doing work, and you were giving them and they were giving you money in return. A lot of those skills are still relevant and 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 still usable in an online environment. So you may think, oh, how can I be online as a person? I was a personal assistant or I was an accountant or I was, you know, whatever. Um, there are people looking for those skills, I guarantee it. Um, some skills obviously don't directly translate. If you're a truck driver, you can't really drive trucks online, but we'll talk about that in a second. Um, so the first source of income you could you could investigate is selling that skill, trading that skill uh, for money. Again, same as if you were going to work. So if you're an accountant, you're a writer, you're a designer, you know how to build websites, even if it wasn't the skill you were primarily engaged at work in and you have some other skill, maybe you know how to do websites or maybe you're a good graphic designer or something. Um, there are places online where you can sell those skills. So there are a lot of freelancer sites online, if you haven't investigated those, where people may be looking for an, a bookkeeper or an accountant uh, to do their books for their business. Or maybe they're looking for a writer to do some writing for a manual or they're do, do some writing for some web pages or some articles online. Or maybe they're looking for an editor to edit that writing. Or maybe they're looking for a graphic designer. Or maybe they're looking for someone who can do a little music jingles, uh, you know, for their videos. Or maybe someone who can edit videos. So take stock of what your skills are um, and and kind of highlight the top two or three that might be saleable and might be able to uh, sell to somebody. And then go investigate uh, some of these freelancer sites out there. So if you're not familiar with them, the freelancer sites are kind of a marketplace where people with skills will go there and say, I have this particular skill, 
and people who ha- need to have jobs done will go there and say, I have this particular job. Um, and, and those people with those that are broadcasting those jobs can pick amongst the freelancers. You would apply for the job and you'd say, hey, I have this, think I have the skills that match your, your needs. They would look at your little online resume there and they would hire you. Or, um, or uh, in some cases, you might bid for the work where they say, hey, I need someone to edit a 20-minute video. And you'll say, hey, I can do that for X amount of dollars. People will bid. The, the, the person needing that skill will look at all the bidders and they'll pick one. Not necessarily off price, but kind of off price and reputation and experience. So you could sell your skill online just like you could in an office. Um, check out some of the sites uh, where you can do that. There's uh, probably the biggest one that I know is one called Upwork. And all these links will be in the show notes over at theactivemarketer.com. Click on the podcast link. You'll find the show notes there. Um, Upwork.com is one. Um, and Freelancer.com is another. Uh, there's another one called TopTal, as in top talent. TopTal.com. Uh, and there's also Fiverr.com. Now, Fiverr.com tends to be the lower part of the ladder and is in their cheap jobs. But, um, you know, if you, you know, if they're just small jobs and you can do 10 or 20 of them in a day, uh, that could get some money coming in. And the other good thing is, you know, once you've got your foot in the door with one sale, it's easier to kind of upsell uh, and get additional packages. And you'll find that most of the people on Fiverr do that. There'll be some loss leader, some cheap uh, leading in offer, and then there'll be a bunch of extras you can tack on. So that's a quick way to turn any existing skills into uh, income is on any of those freelancer sites, Upwork, TopTal, Freelancer.com, Fiverr, uh, People by the Hour is People Per Hour, rather. PeoplePerHour.com is another one. Uh, and again, all the links will be in the show notes. But ultimately, you're still trading time for money. Now, that's good if you need to get money coming in today or tomorrow. Um, but in the longer term, you probably want to avoid uh, trading time for money that doesn't scale very well. You'll eventually run out of time or you'll eventually get to a, a, a price point in the market where you can't really charge anymore. Um, and then, you know, you've kind of limited your growth. Another way uh, you can scale a bit better is you can take whatever skill it is that you have and turn it into an online course. There are literally millions of people out there uh, taking online courses all the time. It's become a very popular way, and especially now even more so while everyone's locked at home in the social isolation bubble. There are tons of courses out there. So if you have a skill, it doesn't matter what it is, you don't have to be the best in the world at it. You just have to provide value for the money that you charge, right? So um, you know, you don't have to be the best chef in the world to teach someone how to cook. You don't have to be the best writer to teach someone how to write. So go back and look at those skills that we talked about and think about turning them into an online course. And the fastest, easiest way to do that is to use one of the course creation platforms or one of the course marketplaces, right? So some of the big ones, there's Udemy. I would steer clear of Udemy a little bit uh, because it's, again, it's kind of like Fiverr. It's the bargain bin. Most of the courses on there are 5 to $10, and you're not going to make a lot of money that way. But again, it's good to get your foot in the door. People might want consulting on top of that course afterwards and things like that. But you don't actually get their name and email address, so you can't really contact them directly other than through the platform. Uh, But there are other platforms like teachable.com, thinkific.com, lynda, L-Y-N-D-A.com. These are all marketplaces where you can go and you can put your courses on there and people can buy them, pay for them. Now, 
you're thinking, oh, I can't make a course. Really, all you really need for the course is some good lighting, and you can use natural lighting for that if you get it right. Just Google lighting for videos, and there'll be a million tutorials there on how to get good light for your videos. You don't even really need to be in most of them uh, if you're teaching something like uh, most of the time. You can use PowerPoint slides, for example, uh, and talk to the PowerPoint slides and maybe just have a little small thumbnail image of yourself down in the corner. But really all you need is a computer, which I'm assuming you already have, uh, a microphone, and that can be just an inexpensive lav lavalier microphone, which is those little clip-on ones you see on TV all the time. A little lav mic. I like the Rode lav mic. You just clip it on, plug it in to your computer or your phone, uh, and that will record audio and give you a good quality audio. Uh, the worst thing about watching a video is you can live with uh, a little bit lesser of video quality, but if the sound quality is bad, people are just going to turn it off. So it's important to get sound quality right. So you can just get a lavalier mic for $30, $60. They're not expensive. Easy to use. Uh, your iPhone or your Android phone is well and truly good enough to do any video that you may need to do. Uh, and then PowerPoint or uh, the, the Apple presentation equivalent. I can't remember what it's called at the moment. Uh, or there's also a Google one in the Google Docs suite. Uh, you can use any of those to create an online course. Put it up on any of those platforms uh, and start selling it. Eventually, you may want to move that to your own platform so that you can control the whole product. But uh, all those other platforms are uh, an easy way to get started. Uh, another way to make money online is to sell, uh, sell physical products. Uh, so if you're a retailer and you've had to close your shop, uh, Perhaps think about pivoting and putting all your stuff online quickly uh, and start selling online. If you've got that inventory sitting there doing nothing, uh, let's get it moving online. So an easy way to do that, obviously, eBay. You can just put them all on eBay and start selling them that way. Um, or you could set up your own online shop if you haven't done so already on, on platforms like Shopify.com or BigCommerce.com and pivot your business to more of an online business. Um, you could try and source uh, products to sell, physical products to sell, uh, but that might be difficult uh, in the current environment. Uh, most of the freight freight runs and freight planes are still going. Uh, commercial planes have all been shut down internationally, but freight tends to run. But it may be a long time before you can get your hands on those physical products if they're coming from China or the U.S. or something like that. So if you're if you're counting on those products coming from overseas, that might be a problem in the current environment. Uh, but if you can find local local products sourced locally. Um, yeah, set up an online shop, get it selling, uh, and start making some money. And then the other opportunity is to sell someone else's product. So, um, most products that you find online, whether those are information products or a lot of times even physical products will have an affiliate program. If you just, uh, look down in the about us section somewhere, those links are usually down at the bottom and there may be a link for an affiliate or just Google that product and affiliate. Uh, and it might take you to a page where they explain the affiliate program. So uh, how affiliate program works is, you know, someone's selling a product, they'll offer you some sort of commission, uh, sometimes as much as 50% to sell that product for them. So if you can send out a link to people or you have links on your website and people click on those links uh, and they buy the product, then you're eligible for a commission for that sale. Wow. Now, it's hard to get a lot of money coming in quickly with affiliate products, but again, it all depends on what your expertise is, what kind of reach you have with other people, uh, and how many people you can put it in front of. 
So most of the platforms I mentioned there will have kind of their own process built in. Um, so those are the products. You know, you can sell your skill uh, as a freelancer. You can take that skill and turn it into an on- online course. Uh, you could sell existing products, existing physical or information products that you might have. Uh, or you can sell someone el- other someone else's product as an affiliate. So that brings us to the process. Remember, it's product, process, payment, and people. So the process is how do I actually sell this? Like now that it exists, what is the process for it getting sold? So a lot of the platforms that we talked about uh, will have the process built in directly to it. So, um, you know, they'll have a page where it, it, you go and you talk talks about your product and there's a buy button there and they buy it and it takes people's payment. So those big things like lynda.com and Udemy and Upwork, that'll have all that kind of built in. If you're building a website from scratch, uh, or you're selling your own product, you want to sell it off one of these platforms and, and just create your own web presence, then the basic process is you need traffic, you need people coming in, you need to direct them to some sort of landing page uh, uh, or website, you know, a specific sales page on a website. Um, so traffic to a landing page, landing page that describes the product, landing page to a checkout page which gives them the opportunity to buy and there's a buy now button and you can take their details um, and then a follow-up so once they've bought the product how are we following up with them Um, if you don't have technical skills and you're trying to set up a website for yourself maybe the easiest way to do that would be one of these um, you know website for dummies type platforms like wix or squarespace that make it very simple they have lots of templates you just sign up uh, you pick a kind of starting template, you fill in all the text and the images with the stuff that you've got, uh, and hey presto, you've got a website. Now the problem is you're building your house on someone else's land, so to speak. Uh, if you want to do something that the platform doesn't do, you're kind of out of luck. If you want to take your website somewhere else because you don't like the performance from the, their hosting platform, you're kind of out of luck. So if you have any kind of skills at all, I would suggest setting up your own website, uh, and that's it's pretty straightforward pretty simple you just need a domain name we'll talk about that a little bit more when we do the dan norris thing you need a domain name you need somewhere to host it uh and then i would suggest using wordpress so uh, there's a million free tutorials on uh youtube uh, for how to use setup and use wordpress so just google wordpress setup or getting started with wordpress and you'll find a million uh tutorials out there on how to do that and then lastly, um, there are some systems set up specifically to sell like that, traffic to a landing page, to a checkout page, to follow up or upsell. Uh, and ClickFunnels is probably the most uh, popular one of those. So ClickFunnels.com. Um, if, if you just want to get a kind of selling website up as quickly as possible, complete with payment gateways and all that kind of stuff, uh, ClickFunnels is probably the easiest way to do that that I know about. Right. So that's product and process. So Let's get to the important part, which is payment. So how are you going to get paid for this? Um, Like I said, a lot of those platforms we talked about will have internal payment processes or internal payment gateways in there. And they'll be able to take the consumer's payment, the customer's payment, but they still need a way to pay you. The platform will still need a way to pay you. Upwork needs a way to pay you. Udemy needs a way to pay you, et cetera. Freelancer.com, Shopify. At the end of the day, they need to be able to transfer money to your account. So... How do we get that set up if you're not familiar with it? If you're going to sell online, the first two things you should do is, one, go get yourself a PayPal account if you don't already have one. PayPal is kind of the easiest way 
to move money around on the internet, especially across borders, international borders. So go set up a PayPal account, paypal.com, just follow the prompts, boom, and you can be taking money in a, in a couple of days. The problem with PayPal is the, the fees are getting quite high. Uh, and if someone else, if the if the payer doesn't have PayPal, uh, they may bail on you because it's a little bit of friction to set up in a PayPal account. Now you can pay someone with a credit card via PayPal, like a normal checkout process, but PayPal makes that very difficult to see. So if your consumers aren't terribly web savvy, they may miss that at the bottom of the screen. They may not find it. They may not take the time to do it. So if they don't have a PayPal account already, uh, you may be missing out on some sales. So I would go and I would also set up a Stripe account at stripe.com. Uh, and what stripe.com is, you can think of it as those little charge machines that you see in the store. When you go to the grocery store or a retail store and you swipe your card to pay, that little machine is what's hooked up to the payment network. You can think of stripe.com as that. That's your kind of on-ramp to the payment networks, right? So you go set up a stripe.com account and you'll be able to take credit card payments independent of PayPal. Um, and Apple Pay payments as well. The only thing about Stripe is, however, it doesn't have a user interface. It doesn't have a payment page that you can easily set up. So you kind of need another layer on top of Stripe uh, to make the user interface look pretty and easy to use. Uh, now, the quickest, cheapest way to get started, if you want to be taking payments like in the next 10 minutes, uh, and that's the one I started with is one called Moon Clerk. It's not very well known, but it's super easy to use. Uh, and why I like it is it's you don't even need your own Stripe account to start with. But uh, it's super easy to set up a payment page where someone can put their name and their details in and uh, and process a payment. Literally 10 minutes is all it takes. And um, you just send them the link to the page or you put, you put it into your website, you copy and paste the code into your website and you have a payment page on your website. And it can also do recurring payments as well. So if you're setting up some sort of support, let's say you're going to do website support for people and you want $100 a month or something, um, you can set up monthly recurring payments in MoonClerk quite easily as well. Um, if you have a lot of products to sell, again, you're probably going to want to go to like the Shopify or big commerce type platform. Uh, if you have several, if you want to go up the food chain a little bit, you know, MoonClerk is kind of basic and there'll probably be a point where you kind of want to ascend the food chain to something a bit more flexible. Uh, if you're selling information products and that kind of stuff, Thrivecart is really good and that is the one that I use as well. Uh, Thrivecart's uh, a great thing. It hooks in with Active Campaign really well. Um, and uh, it's pretty flexible and pretty easy to use. Uh, so I like Thrivecart. There's another one, a similar sort of ilk called uh, Samcart. Samcart's a little bit more expensive, I think. Um, but I would suggest Thrivecart. And then again, ClickFunnels kind of falls into that category as well because you can process payments with ClickFunnels as well. Um, so that's product process and payment covered. Uh, that just leaves people, right? You need someone to sell these products to, obviously. And when you're just starting out, you probably don't have a big audience or an online audience or a lot of people coming uh, to your website, your new website. Uh, so I would suggest doing a couple of things. One, start hitting up people you know, right? You, you have a network of people that like you and are willing to support you. Let them know. Send the emails to them. Send messages and say, hey, I've got this new business going, got this new thing going. Um, have a look uh, if it can help you. 
Uh, I'd love to have you on board as a customer. If not, maybe you could forward this on to someone who you think might be able to use it. Um, so leverage that kind of, uh, you know, that personal sphere of influence that you may already have to get some customers. And you can talk to these people too as as you're forming the product. So create a customer avatar of your ideal customer. See who you already know that kind of fits that criteria and go to them and say, hey, this is the this is the product that I'm thinking of creating. What do you think about that? And you can get their ideas and you can run it by them. Um, nothing beats the uh, cha-ching of an actual payment because uh, people will tell you, you know, if they're friends of yours, especially they'll tell you, hey, that's great, you know, but they might not necessarily part with cash themselves. So ask them that question, would you pay for this, right? Um, and that's a good way to tell whether you're under a winner. Um, other places you can find like Facebook groups, groups online who are talking about that particular thing. So, you know, if it's graphic design, there'll be tons of graphic design websites on there. If you're a writer, there'll be tons of writing websites, you know, craft websites, whatever it is. There's usually a Facebook group or some sort of group or forum, online forum, uh, for people with that particular interest. So I'd start putting in, uh, visiting those online groups and online forums, start adding value and in, in sharing your knowledge, uh, and that will get you attention in kind of a non-spammy, non-sleazy way. Uh, and then once you have some discussions going with people, you can tell them about what you do. And lastly, if those two groups aren't enough, people you know and uh, groups and forums, then you might want to consider uh, starting the business off with a bit of paid traffic, Facebook ads or Google ads. Again, there's tons of online courses uh, and tutorials on YouTube on how to set up Facebook ads um, Again, they need to be targeted to who your ideal customer is. Uh, you create a group, run some ads to that group, uh, sending them to your landing page, your sales pages, or your course, or whatever it is, uh, and hopefully that they convert and buy as well. So that's basically a quick outline of the things you need to be doing today or tomorrow uh, to start getting that cash register ringing as quickly as possible. Product process, payment, and people. Um, so I'll have all this in the show notes over at theactivemarketer.com. Click on the podcast uh, tab and look for this episode. Uh, and all the links will be there. Uh, and uh, a review of what we talked about will be there as well. Again, if there's someone out there who's struggling, uh, who needs another source of income, and you think this podcast might help, please share this with them. We're trying to help as many people as we can. I've got nothing to sell on the back of this. I've got nothing uh, I'm pitching. I just want to take all the experience that I've had over the last 10 years, and I want to share it with everyone uh, and try and help as many people as we can during this crisis. Right, so we'll see you on the next episode where we talk about what you're going to need in the back end to keep this business going. Uh, until then, I'll see you next time. Head over to theactivemarketer.com forward slash 77. There will be an outline there of everything we discussed and links to all the sites and all the applications I mentioned in this episode. Come back tomorrow for part two, which is going to be all about the back end of your business. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Active Marketer Podcast. You can find the show notes and all the latest marketing automation news over at theactivemarketer.com.